0: Welcome to Dice Don't Die, a Pathfinder 2nd Edition podcast. Hello, and welcome back to Dice Don't Die's Deep Dive. Tonight, we're talking about the gear slinger, the screw turner, and everyone's favorite tinkerer, the inventor i'm chad and tonight i'm talking with beth hello david heyo and sarah howdy all right beth let's talk about how to build an inventor sorry i I really couldn't pass up on a very stupid pun i'm so sorry (laughs)
1: Wow, I didn't even realize it was a pun at first. It was
0: very bad, but I had to
1: do it. Gosh. No, no. First, uh, I want to kind of just talk about some um, life updates for everybody. Um, I thought, since I'm making you guys do this, I would go first. Uh, what's kind of been going on with me? Uh, definitely some lots and lots of work stuff. Um Get started on a different podcast watch our twitter account for more information on that and i got back into painting miniatures
0: Uh
1: i painted an apocalypse whale it's like this undead whale thing
0: wow i am so intrigued
1: uh it actually turned out really good i have to redo the base because the base didn't turn out as awesome but yeah, I've just really been getting back into painting miniatures. Um and uh I'm gonna build a whole like scene of um sea creatures and stuff and a giant ship from the Bones Five. I think it's Bones Five. There was like a two and a half foot long uh pirate ship. And I'm gonna paint that. So.
2: Nice.
0: Is there any way that the red on there is somehow like transparent, the material that it's on? Because that would be so cool to like put a light underneath and have the like red kind of glow.
1: Oh. Ah. No, but I did try to do that like glow from the inside effect with like orange and red.
0: You did a beautiful job. I'm going to say that right now.
1: Oh, thank you. Definitely not done. And like I said, I got to redo the base because there's a new type of. Paint out from Army Painter called Speed Paint. And the way they kind of marketed it, it was like one coat and done. It does all the shading for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very similar to Citadel's contrast paints. Let me tell you right now, one, it does not act like contrast paints, similarly, but thicker, I would say, but also Don't use it if you plan on painting over it because it will reactivate so bad. Oh, that um, that base that looks like kind of a sky blue color was actually a dark blue, almost purple. Oh no, and uh, I then tried to dry brush some uh white over it and it's just turned into a blue, so I had to like do the whole thing.
2: Yeah, that is like some Robin Eggs baby blue situation now.
1: Nope. Definitely not. They're uh not the best for layering, but they are very beautiful vibrant colors. So it's been kind of nice to just get back into a hobby that I kinda stopped because I couldn't go to stores, right? Like the one thing about tabletop that I've missed is, like, actually placing miniatures on a battle map. And if I wasn't going to be playing with miniatures in person, why would I want to paint them? You know what I mean? So I I stopped for, you know, a year and a half, two years now, because uh, of the pandemic. And it was just really, really nice to be able to get back into it. And I uh, actually did go to a gaming store, be safe uh use local guidelines, blah, blah blah. Uh, but I did go out in person to a store and picked out some paints and got some new stuff, and honestly, it was really, really nice to um, to be in the store. I've ordered from local stores before, but I usually do pick up, so like I'll order in advance and then just stop by and pick it up. This is the first time I went and I like tested everything. it was nice. We've got some great stores here in the Kansas City area. I don't know if you guys have been to many of them, but
2: I've been to a couple, maybe
0: one, but I haven't been to any of the others. I
1: ever tell you uh the f- that was like one of the ways Ryan convinced me to move to the city.
2: Really? <laughs> really? Yeah.
1: So, I was from a town of 6,000 people and Ryan got this job in Kansas City. Um Couple hundred thousand people, and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna hate it. I don't want to do it. And he's like, Well, you know, there's a lot of tabletop gaming there. <laughs> and I was like, What do you mean a lot? And he's like, Well, they have Planet comic-con there's the uh CantCon in the summer, there's something uh, at the time it was called like Game Fair, uh, there's Game Fair in the fall, and all these other things. And he was like, So, you know, they're your people, Beth. And at the time, I think there were five gaming stores, and now there's, like, I don't know, seven gaming stores in the area. Who knew Kansas City was a nerd hub?
2: They'd be applied to a lot of, like, Midwest things. What what else do we have going on here? Just (laughs) nerds.
1: (laughs) Kind of true. That's fair. But yeah. uh, So that's what I've been doing.
3: I bet most cities have their game stores tucked into the shadows somewhere
0: in the deep dark alleys.
1: So they they definitely have them. Like in St. Louis, there were was like one or two. I know of one in particular and then one right outside the city and one of the verbs Um but like to be honest to have this many in the Kansas City area is quite impressive we take for granted the fact that we have two local conventions and we do gaming at like Comic-Con and stuff. There's a lot going on here.
2: All right, all right. I see your point. I did not we I I don't think I we meant to turn this into a Kansas City commercial, but
1: Okay, rude, but also go to your local game store.
2: Come be nerdy with us in Kansas City in
1: person. <laughs>
0: Um, um well maybe know, not, not in that. person yeah
2: either. like not, not quite that <laughs> oh,
1: what about you guys what's going on in your lives sarah
2: just a lot of the same mostly uh like work doing normal hobby stuff so doing this playing a different D D game traitor that's about it sorry did you want me did you want me to say it beth <laughs> Did you no, want no, no, no!
1: I'm calling you a traitor because you uh, are playing D&D and not Pathfinder. Ugh.
2: Oh, okay. I mean, I play both. Wow, I, st- I still play with you, specifically. I know. <laughs> not sure exactly why you're miffed at me, but...
1: Oh, I'm not. Uh, a lot of people like to put out uh, the D&D versus Pathfinder, and I find that to be ridiculous. Like, Recently, when uh, they announced, Paizo announced that they were going to release one of their modules for 5th Ed, and I started seeing these headlines like, Paizo's in trouble. I'm like, what? This is no. just, They've always done this. This is literally where we came from, you idiots. Uh, no, no, no. I love the fake animosity between uh, d and and Pathfinder people. So I think it's nice that you play both. That's a lot of rules. I will say that. Do you ever get them confused?
2: Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I for sure do.
1: Try to take a third action.
2: Well, no, that's never. I will say that that's what I. I really like that about Pathfinder more is that I feel like I have more ability to, like, do stuff to customize my actions for what I want to do versus, like, because a lot of times in... 5e I'll end up being like okay well I'm gonna attack but um I don't really want to (laughs) move and that's like the and so it's just like okay well I shoot my gun once and uh that's my whole turn
0: yeah that's kind of what sucks about
2: guess I'll wait another 40 minutes until it's my turn again (laughs) and then I will shoot my gun once so
1: well, I'm not trying to start trouble, but...
2: And that's why 5e sucks.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, David, don't... No, we're not saying that. What about you, Chad? What you got going on in your life?
0: Uh, well, I started, uh, a and d campaign. Alright, now I'm gonna reflex here. Why? <laughs> wah. wah. my
1: hands. Traitors, all of you.
2: Yep, that's right.
3: Uh, that, also, don't worry. I started the five E too, so whatever.
2: <laughs> We're all traders. We're all traitors here,
0: except for Beth, who's all just. She's just all Pathfinder. No D D. It's true. Man,
1: I used to have a D and D pathetic game I was in years ago <laughs> before the end times.
2: Before the end times. <laughs>
0: Well, if uh. any of my character if any oh, of my I'm players ever know. drop off, then I'll invite you to play Beth. <laughs> and you can then you can then immediately yeah. go, you Chad, <laughs> I don't want to play your stinky D D. <laughs> exactly.
1: The
2: stinky D Oh bed. my gosh.
0: <laughs> um so yeah, I started DMing it and uh we had our first session a couple weekends ago and I'm now getting to have the fun of uh, managing everybody else's schedules to plan out sessions.
1: Ah, welcome to my pain.
2: Classic.
0: We have to play every other week. We can't do every week. So there's that. And then Easter happened to be the day we were going to play, so we can't do that. The next two weeks, my wife cannot play, so we're going to have to cancel another one. (laughs) So it's like, this, it's going to be yeah. a month and a half before session two.
2: This seems about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm going to have to remind everybody what the heck happened. Yeah. It's going to be so much fun.
2: You have any players that take notes?
0: No, none of them took any notes. <laughs> Absolutely none of them. So I'm going to have to work on that.
2: <laughs> this is extremely that scene from... Um Brooklyn 9, where Diaz is like, No, I forget things, like a cool person.
0: <laughs> I I one of them is a writer, so I really thought, yeah, no, he's gonna he's gonna be on it. He's gonna be taking notes. I know him. He's a good guy. Great. The whole time, nope, nothing. He's <laughs> drinking, he's just like, nah, not doing nothing.
2: Listen, that's his day job, okay. You can't expect him to do his day job for fun.
3: <laughs> no, that's true. Well, the good thing is, now's your chance to retcon anything that you didn't like.
0: It's true. That is also true. No, I'm having to retcon a new player in, so that's fun. Oh, well,
2: that's you have easy. the opposite of a yeah. problem, then.
0: I'm actually pretty good at I just, gosh darn it, improv I'm
1: not surprised about that about you.
0: I improved the whole session except for where they were going. That's the only thing I had planned.
1: I mean been there done that. I feel ya. <laughs> I
2: feel like we've done that to Beth quite a bit. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Oh, <laughs> you treat every adventure adventure like it's a sandbox.
2: Yes. Correct.
0: Love you, Beth.
1: I know you guys do. <laughs> David, what about you? What you got going on?
0: Uh,
3: I mean, I'm like back working with like real people in the real world, so it's kind of nice to get out of my basement. It's nice to be out of my basement, but it's uh, it was also real convenient when my kitchen was just like upstairs for lunch. So there's there's trade offs. Uh, a few weeks ago, I picked up like four different lego video games for just super cheap on the switch (laughs) so like that that's just what i've been playing oh but also the uh the new kirby game came out like uh, a month ago now almost uh but i i've already 100 percented that so now i'm back on (laughs) the lego games nice it it, i mean it it was good i recommend it for anybody but i'm going to check that one out
1: uh, I heard that they released a uh, Lego Star Wars game recently, and I heard it was really yeah. good.
0: Well, it was the whole, like, nine-movie series, the whole Skywalker series.
2: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: so Ooh. all of them.
3: Dang. Do you know, did they redo
0: the previous ones, or did they just... They might have them? remastered them. I'm not sure, though.
1: I don't know. I don't know definitely not a lego game expert.
0: <laughs> I I enjoyed a couple of them. I didn't play them like too intensely or anything like that, but they were they were fun. Um I've had what way more fun though, I think with the Lego Marvel series. That was super fun.
1: Cool. Lots and lots of fun stuff to be looking forward to. Uh Except for you, David.
3: What?
0: Got oh, <laughs> fired?
3: Dang.
0: <Question> mark.
1: <laughs> I mean, all you you talked about working. You're uh, going into the office, and I'm like, oh, that's how. I sounds... talked
2: about video games. Yeah.
1: I mean, video games is fun. Yeah. There's yeah,
2: nothing that's left that's exciting for you, David. Not even in video no, games. No, it's
1: work. Only work.
3: I mean, it. it it's all downhill from here, yes, that is a correct assumption for, for, for my life, probably. I mean, yeah. That's just that's just the, the age and place I'm at, sure.
1: Oh gosh. Wow. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, now that I put David in a depressive spiral. Yeah. The
0: way wow. that I heard it was Man, there's a lot of fun things coming up. Except for David. He's Except not fun. Yeah, what David. the heck? <laughs> Hate that no guy!
2: No fun <laughs> for David. Illegal. That one, that one feels worse.
0: I know. That's why I was like, shots fired.
1: Well, I didn't oh. mean it like that. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> she didn't when she first said it, but now she kind of does. You know? She's rethinking it.
1: Yeah, you know, that happens sometimes. Like, you feel bad, right. and then people start teasing you a lot, and you're like, You know what? Now I don't feel bad no more.
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't feel bad. You had your chance, but then you were a dingus to me.
1: Exactly. Exactly those words. A dingus. Yeah.
0: Thinking about killing off a few characters in in the next section. Oh, that's just
1: constant. (laughs) Absolutely constant.
3: I'm just going to give you so much more puns and shenanigans the next few weeks we play games, Beth. That's all it
2: is.
1: No. No more puns. (laughs) I hate puns. I try to block them out as yeah. much as possible. I'm just
2: going to say, it seems like a personal problem.
0: Here's the thing, Beth. You say that you hate puns, but often, whenever we'd make a pun, you're one of the first to laugh and then pretend like you hated them.
1: No, I do hate them. <laughs> I hate that you make me involuntarily laugh. That's uh... really depressing. <laughs> that's That's really what the issue is.
0: Sorry.
1: Yeah. All right, let's get into it. Let's start talking about the inventor. So as we start any of our class discussions, we always talk about what the fantasy of this class is. And I think with the inventor, it's a little more complicated, right? Like, there's definitely pieces of fiction that we can pull on uh you know things of industry and magic uh constructs and innovation but honestly whenever i think about the inventor i actually think of like real world blacksmiths right and like Mm -hmm. the innovations that had to have taken place in our world now And if technology had advanced differently or, um, you know, if we had held on to other aspects of society, you know, we could absolutely have these constructs walking around with um, somebody with metal arms. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just kind of think about stuff like that.
3: Sounds like you're a steampunk fan, Beth.
1: I can be. It's <laughs> not my go to, but yes, I do like me some good steampunk. Um,
0: trying to remember from Full Metal Alchemist, uh, the girl on there who, who loves making auto mail. Winry. Thank you. Perfect. That's one of the ones I would think of.
2: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's fair for sure. What are some other like fictional or real life examples of things you think about?
2: Uh, Inspector Gadget.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Well,
1: yeah, okay, fair.
0: I I do love that actually. <laughs> A lot. Like I'm I'm confused because like Inspector Gadget, like, the character himself, he didn't make these things, but he sure does right. love Right, right. Well, love, or just is forced to, because he doesn't really have a choice anymore. It, there's no going right. back
2: after right. that. So I guess, uh, maybe, like, Q from the James Bond series?
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, like, Q, I guess Q's always behind the scenes, so it's not, like, quite as applicable, but... It
3: it made me think of like um, evil geniuses from like cartoons or whatever. So it made me think of
0: Plankton, SpongeBob. Yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh,
0: Dexter from Dexter's Laboratory.
2: Yeah, also. Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, Mei Hatsume from My Hero Academia.
2: Also true. She's Did amazing. She's
1: way too excited about that. <laughs>
2: She's fantastic. She really is. Love her. Oh,
3: uh, okay. That, that one took me a second. I was trying to remember which character that was.
0: The one that tricked Ida in the sports festival.
3: There are way too many characters in that one.
0: That is true. There's way too many.
1: Yeah. I don't watch that anime, so. I'm just sitting here, like, lost to all of your references. <laughs> That's Okay. So, Paizo envisions the uh, inventor... Emperor? What? (laughs) Don't ask. (laughs) The inventor? uh, As such, any tinkerer can follow a diagram to make a device, but you invent the impossible. So, shade thrown at the tinkerer right there. And also rude. Every strange contraption you dream up is a unique experiment, Pushing the edges of possibility, a mysterious machine that seems to work for only you. You're always on the verge of the next great breakthrough, and every trial and tribulation is just another opportunity to test and tune. If you can dream it, you can build it.
2: I thought the last part of that sentence was achieve it. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. Isn't that some famous slogan?
1: Maybe, but that is definitely not what they wrote.
0: I feel like this is something from Lego. Like, this is some kind of Lego slogan.
1: (laughs) You can dream it, you can build it? Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah. I
3: I, I randomly happened to listen to a podcast today that was about two people who were in a cult, and that last bit about you can dream it, you can achieve it, it it's like, oh yeah, that's what they would used to, to, to lure you in and brainwash you is to give you that sort of confidence, yeah. Wow. That
1: oh, sounds right. That's, I'm a little disturbed by that. All right, anyway, moving on. So the Inventor is uh, a class that is all built entirely around crafting, right? So just keep that in mind. And your key ability is intelligence. And again, as we keep going through and talking about these, remind yourself that your key ability is intelligence. Because sometimes it's perfect, and other times it's kind of like, what? But anyway. Uh, Other kind of basic stuff, Uh, 8 plus constitution, so same as many of the other damage dealing classes, Uh, You're expert in fortitude and will. Uh, Skills, you automatically get crafting. Again, it's the crafter class, so duh. Uh, But then you also get three plus intelligence modifier. And with intelligence being your key ability score, that's quite a bit. Um, So expect your uh, inventor to be a bit of a skill monkey. Uh, You're trained in simple and martial weapons, as well as light and medium armor. I was kind of surprised that it only is medium armor. Uh, But you get to build your own armor, if that's the innovation that you pick. We'll get there. Uh, So it kind of makes sense. But still, I was actually really surprised that it was medium armor only. Yeah. Um, a couple of terms that I want that I'm going to be mentioning. So I'm going to go over them now. Um, and this is just right up top. We've talked about this before that the layout of the book doesn't always match the layout of archives of Nethys. Right. And Mm -hmm. these are all written like right up at the top on archives. It's actually the sidebar on page 17. So if you read it from the book, you actually don't get to these terms for a while. And I did find that some of it was confusing. And I was like, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> so that's why I tend to start with them right up front. You have gadgets. And whenever I talk about gadgets, I want you to know that those are consumable inventions. Okay? So those are things that you have crafted that are one use, or, or some of them will have more than one use, but most of the time it's one use only. Then we have a modification. So this is uh, an ability that alters some part of your uh, construction. So when we get to innovations, right, that's what we're going to talk about next. This modifies whatever innovation you have. You can't just call it a mod because we use mod for modifiers, so make sure you are saying modification. And then finally, we have the unstable trait. And this cracks me up. Like, I love unstable actions. So you use uh, anything with the unstable trait. You can't fully predict what they're going to do. You attempt a flat check and Uh, On a failure, the innovation malfunctions in a spectacular, though harmless fashion. So, a belch of smoke or shower of sparks are what they use in the book as an example. It's a DC-17 flat check.
0: That's rough.
1: Almost 90% of the time, something that you don't expect is going to happen on a critical failure. If the DC is 10 or, or 17, right? A critical failure would be a seven or less, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So in a seven or less, you also take an amount of fire damage equal to your level. This is a flat check. You don't, you don't add anything to this
0: this sounds like it's just terrible for your
1: character yeah. unstable actions can be very terrible now not everything has an unstable um action so just kind of keep that in mind um and you have to be using your innovation so you know whatever you've created it's yeah it's a lot and I know that I just said that about the gunslinger, right? We, we were talking about the gunslinger in last episode. Um, and they have some kind of downsides like this. I know that these are supposed to be uncommon classes, but this seems harsh. Uh,
3: I, I, th- I think there's one note in here that makes it a little bit less harsh. And that's you make the check after you apply the effects.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, whatever you're attempting to do is still going to do it, right? It's just whether or not you're going to take damage or something unexpected happens. Like, narratively.
0: Succeeding on that flat check just means, yeah, I know you've already succeeded. Go ahead. Whatever. And then failing is just like, oh, there's just a funny little effect that happens. But you still get the effect.
1: It's crit failing that is when you actually take damage equal to your level
0: okay well that's not horrible that's
1: on the die a seven or less
0: yeah that that's
3: that's one third of your rolls you can take damage
1: and like that's pretty harsh Uh, like i know that if you you know at level one it's still just one damage but like that still hurts Uh, But then you get to pick your innovation. So innovations are essentially the thing that you are obsessed with. And you get to pick one of three, right? This is where you're, as an inventor, this is what you are constantly tinkering with. And so you get to pick armor, construct, or weapon. And I want to start with armor, because when I tell you I have a character uh, in one of my games who is already playing this and is already, like, really enjoying it, he picked the power suit option. This man is Iron Man.
0: (laughs) Is this man your husband?
2: I dig it. It is
1: not.
0: Oh, dang.
1: In that (laughs) campaign, he is playing a barbarian. Oh, Uh, A slag may, uh, which is a a changeling um, barbarian. So he uses, um, she uses her claws uh, as her, like, attacks and stuff. It's really cool.
0: Well,
1: we're not here talking about that. We're talking about the barbarian. No. We are talking about the inventor. So, uh, (laughs) armor. You can pick one of two different types of armors. You can pick power suit. And remember, this is still only medium armor. Now, you can take modifications later, I think, that give you um, heavy armor. Um, So just be aware of that. Uh, But we'll talk about that in a second. And then you have subterfuge suit. So the subterfuge suit... Uh, is meant to help you blend in and dampen noise. And you can take uh, modifications that enhance that ability. So you get um, three modifications. One initial modification. um, Then you get one at level 7. And these, by the way, one of the few classes on here where you don't have to feat into this stuff either. You get this as a class feature.
2: Oh, that's nice. Hmm.
1: It it is nice. uh, Especially if I'm taking um, damage every time I use an unstable action. I better (laughs) be getting these for free. That's fair. So anyway, so you start, you have um, an initial modification, you get one at level 7, and then you get one at... Oh, where's the second one? 15. So 1, seven fifteen, And the types of innovations are, in my opinion, pretty cool. There are a few that are limited to the type of suit. So if it's a power suit, um, there's always going to be a power suit only modification. But there's a lot of uh, modifications that are just for either one. So like, you can give yourself speed boosters. You have boosters in your armor that increase your speed. Um... You can get, like, heavy construction. So, again, you essentially have heavy armor instead of medium. Um, so your innovation becomes heavy armor. Um, and you're proficient in that, but no other heavy armors. So that's how they kind of get away with only giving you medium armor and proficiency. Mm. And then you can get something... Uh, as your last one called an energy barrier. So while wearing your armor, you gain resistance to all energy damage, equal to two plus half your level, which we said you already get this at level 15. So again, it's a freaking Iron Man suit. Or if you pick the subterfuge one, you become like the... Um, oh gosh, what's that video game that the enemies are invisible? Halo. Like, the enemies turn invisible, and you can kind of see that the... Yep, yep. Anyway, uh, you can kind of do that. And I think that's really cool. And Mm -hmm. I think the innovations, or excuse me, the modifications of the armor are pretty neat. And uh, those are the ones that I am dealing with in, in one of my games right now. The next one is the construct innovation and so this is the one that the actual iconic for uh inventor um took and um his construct if you haven't seen it art in the book is really of course very very good um he has a little companion that walks around with him all the time it looks like a mechanical goblin uh the mechanical companion's name is Warp. Mm-hmm. Uh, which adorable, absolutely adorable. Uh, the inventor's name, by the way, is Droven, and he's a uh half orc. Um, but anyway, so for constructs, um, you get to kind of describe your construct based on uh what modifications you pick but either way they're considered like an animal companion so you can give it like accelerated mobility increased size so you can make it a large creature Um you can give it wonder gears which I thought was fun you map specialized skills into your construct's crude intelligence your innovation becomes trained in intimidation stealth and survival which is great um, uh, later you can actually do, like, give it turrets. Uh, so that's, you know, kind of neat. And then, um, later at 15th level, you can actually allow it to fly. Oh, that's neat. You can have a flying construct.
2: You just make your own guy. Make up a guy. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you get, and you get to describe how he looks? Like, obviously, the stats and the modifications you pick, you kind of have to have like a story reason for those, you know. But I think it's kind of cool that, um, you get to build your companion.
2: Can I attach as many weapon limbs as I want?
1: Um, I mean, yes, but I think you have to, um, like, describe like each one would have a different function probably mm. but you can get like advanced weaponry turrets you can put on climbing limbs as well Ooh! you could put like suction cups on your dude
2: so sorry we're still are we still talking about the construct or yeah oh, okay okay
1: who else would i be putting so I... suction cups on <sighs>
0: Look, I don't know, Beth. I can never tell with you anymore.
1: You know what? I don't... What you do in your own
2: free time with your own husband.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. Nope. I walked right into that one. Fair enough. All right. The last one is weapon innovation. And I know what you're saying. I can make myself a giant mechanical sword? Yes. Yes. Yes, you can. But I find this one to be actually the most limiting of the three. Really? <sighs> yes. And here's why. Every single one, not every single one, most of the weapon modifications have a type of weapon. So like, um, if you put dynamic weighting, it can be a one-handed melee weapon only, and it can't have the agile attached or freehand trait. Um... You know, a lot of them are melee only. Uh, some of them are ranged only. Some of them are for simple weapons. And, like, it makes sense when you read it why those limiters are there. But it means that for every weapon, the list of things that you can attach to it are smaller. Because there are so many limiting. Like, you automatically just, oh, well, I can't look at any of the ranged ones. Hmm. Um, you know... There's one for throne only. Now, the only reason you'd want this modification is if it was a throne weapon. But still, I find it to be... It means that I have less options to build around. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Because, like, if I'm doing a ranged only build, I I can't even look at any of the melee modifications. Which, eh, fair. But... It means that I only have for my seventh level one, two, three options. Where if I was a melee, I would have one, two, uh, three, four, four options. And for like armor for my seventh level, I would have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven options. So because of the different weapon types, it just means that you have less things to pick from. So but still very very awesome. Uh the complex simplicity if you have a, a simple weapon you get to increase the damage die by one step, which means you could have a mechanical whip and it be like a d6 weapon. Uh and not gonna lie, that's kind of awesome.
2: <laughs>
1: um for 7th uh, level you could pick a Manifold Alloy so you could make your weapon uh, Cold Iron and Silver um, and the fact that you can pick both of those is kind of cool and then uh, there was Deadly Strike so uh, you have found the perfect shape for your weapon to deal extreme damage on a well placed strike your innovation gains the Deadly D8 trait if it's already deadly, it gets deadly D twelve instead. That's pretty cool. Um, all of these uh, innovations are kind of like the class paths, right? So all same as all of the other uh, class paths that we've talked about before. And again, with the weapon one, you have to remember your uh, key modifier is still intelligence. So. Right now, you've got to. If you picked the weapon one, you're going to be pumping points into both intelligence and either strength or decks, depending on the weapon. But anyway, each one of these innovations, armor, construct, and weapon, have an overdrive option. An overdrive is a special action that the innovator can take. So you crank uh, your gizmos. So, again, those are those one-use items that you have. You can crank your gizmos, uh, so parts of your innovation, into overdrive. Uh, so what that means is, you make a crafting check, depending on your DC, Um, you then would get to uh, increase the damage on your innovation or any of your uh, gizmos. So not on a critical failure, though. It's a, And this is literally taken from the book. Whoops, something explodes. You take five damage equal to your level. So constantly, your class is trying to kill you.
0: Well, the enemy is also constantly trying to kill you.
3: Quit cranking your gizmos. Just get out there and do your job.
1: So anyway, yes. You, you put your innovation and the different gizmos that you have invented into overdrive. And depending on your uh, success, um, has an extra effect. And each of the like modifications and the innovations actually have a section that say when you go into overdrive, this is what happens. So, like, under the armor section, um, under speed boosters, right, you initially get a 5-foot status bonus to your speed, which increases to a 10-foot status bonus when under the effects of overdrive. So whenever you're in overdrive, special things can occur. Um... So yeah, you get the Overdrive action, you get your Innovation, which could be Armor, uh, Construct or Weapon, and then you get one of the best-named abilities in the game. You get Explode. Your Innovation is a creation barely held together by your own engineering and is always on the edge of completely falling apart. Although this adds risk, it means that you can coax it to perform beyond its own design specifications. Explode is a two-action, unstable action that you can take where you damage nearby creature without damaging the innovation. Hopefully.
0: A few critical fail.
1: Uh, right exactly on a seven oh or less by the way the explosion deals 2d6 fire damage with a basic reflex save to all creatures in a five foot emanation around you if you are wearing the hold wearing or holding the innovation or around your innovation so if it's your construct you can literally send your construct in and blow them up at third level and every level thereafter, increase your explosion's damage by 1d6. So when you're 15th level, you make your invention explode. It is 15d6 damage.
0: I do want to ask something here. If you do accidentally blow up your invention, your innovation, uh, is it easy enough to repair?
1: So, uh, with crafting checks. And at this point, okay. I mean, you're going to be the best one of the best crafters in the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, right up there with alchemists, Because nobody's gonna, or at least me as a GM, I'm not gonna try to take your innovation away from you, because that's the main thing about your class.
0: Well, but if you so choose to use Explode, and you end up accidentally blowing up your innovation, like, that was your choice. I'm sorry. I mean,
1: yes, (laughs) I get what you're saying, Mm -hmm. but... Think about, like...
0: Like, no, that would be really, really sad and h- incredibly hampering to that character right. in class.
1: But also, but, like, this is a class feature. Like, this is a whole... Like, your whole class is built around you making your shit explode. So, like, your damage potential will go way down if you never use this.
3: When when I read, like, the, the crit failure for... Uh explode or unstable or whatever. I mean it, it it it's not just like it's a smoking crater left and there's nothing. Think more like when, you know, R2 D2 or something gets shot in Star Wars. Right. It, he he's he's back in the next scene. It's fine.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I actually David, that's a really good point. Uh it's definitely one of those things that like you're gonna have to fix him. But it'd be I right. Um, I really do love the idea of like, I can't even remember what movie this was. It might have been Batman. There's like, you know, that monkey with the symbols and the monkey with the symbol is like rolling forward and then all of a sudden it explodes. I cannot remember what movie that was in, but that is all I, mean, I can think about whenever I It was this.
0: in Arcane. That's a League of Legends show on Netflix. Could
1: have been, but I thought it was live action. Did like Arcane, though. So maybe that's what yeah, I'm talking about. It's really good.
0: No, I, I'm,
3: I'm trying to remember that, too,
0: Beth. I mean, there's plenty of things with walking monkey symbols. If anybody <laughs>
1: knows, please tweet at me. Because um, I really cannot remember. But anyway.
0: It would be really sad if it was like the Tim Burton Batman movies, and I don't recognize it.
1: That'd be funny. I just don't remember what it was. But anyway... Um, so yeah, some really great stuff, uh, you know, setting off your level D6, uh, explosion. Like that's kind of crazy. So you get innovation, overdrive, explode. Next, you get something called peerless inventor. We're constantly inventing and your skill at crafting is impeachable. Uh, you get the inventor skill feat, which is normally a level seven skill feat. You get it for free at first level, which, not gonna lie, is pretty great. Um, but honestly, it's not gonna come up like a ton in your games because uh, it is a uh, downtime. Feat. So you have to use it as like a downtime activity. Okay. But still, very, very good. I,
2: as maybe this is just the games I've played, but like, do people do downtime activities? Mm.
0: <laughs> Not in my experience.
1: I can tell you in my Strength of, strength of Thousands games, I have them do downtime activities quite often. Okay. Um, but it's kind of built into the module, where mm-hmm. other modules I find aren't really... It's not, like, baked in. Yeah. Um, But actually, in the game, the, what game are we playing? Fist of the Ruby Phoenix. Um, You guys are about to get some downtime. Like, a month. I was about to
0: say Age of Ashes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Ashes. I don't know why that crept back in.
1: Okay. Technically, we're in the middle of both of them. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Uh, so it with your GM, your mileage may vary. It is definitely one of those things that, like, not all GMs are used to to doing. I know for me, I have to kind of like remember, oh yeah, this is a thing. At that's part of the reason why I don't think a lot of people are like, oh, this is overpowered. You had a level seven skill feat it, one, it's a skill feat, and skill feats are meh.
0: Hmm.
1: But then also, it's a downtime activity. And lastly, because they're still not done. (laughs) uh, And I say lastly, actually, it's not even last. Uh, There's two things. Uh, You get a uh, first level feat. So like many, but not all um, damage classes, um, you do get a first level feat. Uh, and then you also get shield block.
3: When I was reading through this part of the class, I got to shield block, and I'm just thinking, what, like, what, what, what don't they get at first level? <laughs> and yeah, what it's it it seems to me like they're they're trying to take this in like ten different directions from the get go.
1: Yeah, I. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that kind of where you're.
3: Because you know, it e- even when yeah. you're you you know you're you're focusing on the armor or the um your construct, like you still have proficiency in simple martial weapons. Like you still have all of that.
1: No, that's that's true, actually. Uh I can tell you when I was um review- reviewing my friend's character for the game that I was in I was kind of like wait how did you get this how did you get that and it, we're going to talk about it in a second but there's a first level feat that again gives him something else and I'm like how the how yep. how do you keep the damage potential is very high with these guys but it is not for the faint of heart there you need to know Pretty much you're built like you need to know this class inside and out. Not to say that I don't think people should play it. That is not what I'm saying at all. I just it's definitely one of those that like do your research on it. Like read the section all the way through um, because there's a lot to it and you get a lot.
3: Which, Which which do you think is more complex the inventor or the summoner?
1: Oh, geez. They're both very complex. Surprisingly I'm going to say inventor oh, really? because I find it to be more straightforward. Where the summoner you also have spell casting on top of all of that.
3: Oh okay. So so the summoner is more complex.
1: Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Summoner is the, the one that is more complex because you have spell casting on top of it. Where the inventor does not have spell casting.
3: Yeah, I I I totally agree. Uh, I think also the the difference in b- between the you know shared action economy of the summoner versus uh, just you know the regular minion action economy of the construct Give inventor. action
1: get to action
3: yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's much yeah, easier i,
1: I was going to say like with the construct you do have a minion, right? So you use an action to give your minion two actions. But that's way easier than the summoner's Edelon. Mm-hmm. This sucks. No, that's terrible. That's me being uh a negative Beth, so ignore me. Um Yeah, it it is a lot. And One of the things that I've commented on a lot during these episodes is how many class features just aren't there. And, like, for the gunslinger, I kept saying, like, I wish this was a class feature. I don't feel that with the uh, inventor. (laughs) Like, they get a lot as class features. And I think that it's partially because it wouldn't work otherwise. I just don't think it relies as heavily on feet trees as some of the other ones do.
3: I, I think, I think you, you're, you're right. Um, there's a set of construct feats that I think um, go against that, but that's the only thing. Like you, there, there's a set of feats that you have to take to upgrade your construct, and, and I don't think there's like an applicable you know, tree of feats for the other innovations.
1: Yeah. Oh, I agree. All right. So, we've talked about all the stuff that they get at first level. Uh, going as you level up, you would uh things level up with you, right? Your overdrive gets better. Uh, crafting obviously gets better. You get more uh modifications for your armor up to 3 uh outside of feats and stuff kind of the same types of skill increases that you would expect do get something called offensive boost. And I find that found this to be kind of interesting. You have made additions to your innovation to upgrade your offensive capabilities. Your improvements make any strike that rely on your innovation deal an additional D6 damage. And then you get to pick a type. Now you can change this type. But up front, you you can change it during downtime. Uh, So you can have it chill, uh, like uh, do cold damage, fire, electricity. Uh, You can have it uh, have spinning saw blades uh, that do a slashing attack. Uh, And if your innovation is your armor the boost applies to your melee unarmed strikes. So you just punch people and, like, some saw blades come out of your hands.
3: Pretty cool. <laughs> right? Now that now that's one that I will not say sounds like it should be a monk thing. Hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any saw blade
0: stance like for that a monk. Sense, but I kind of do want it to be a, saw- a monk thing. <laughs> They can do so much BS. Come on. Give them saw hands.
3: Iron Man can keep that one. It's fine.
2: Saw uh, hands. Saw hands.
1: I don't know if I want saw hands.
0: I mean, it's not going to help you through life. But
1: there's a movie about that, I think.
3: I was going to say, sc- scissor hands seem difficult enough. Yeah. I don't know about saw hands.
0: Although he got really popular there for in part of that movie, so going for popularity route, Saw Hands might not be too bad. Boost that charisma,
1: dude. That's just one more stat. You're gonna you're telling me I gotta boost my charisma, <laughs> my intelligence, and my dex or strength. Ugh.
0: Okay, I don't know how intelligent Edward Scissorhands was, so. We could probably knock off the intelligence and just go for a low minimum build. You know? He
1: just he just never boosted it ever again. Yeah. He got Bingo. that innate boost and just never did it again. He
0: got all the studying done when he was a kid mm-hmm. from his, his dad, inventor, creator, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and then, yeah, no, he stopped learning after that, except for, you know, how to open up doorknobs with his scissor hands. That's about it.
1: Well, now that we are fully off track, uh,
2: <laughs> I'll admit this was a lot more hands content that I was anticipating tonight.
1: That's what she said. <laughs> what finally <laughs> at nineteenth level, you get infinite invention, uh, and I really, really love this. Uh, so you can adjust your innovation at any time. Uh, During your daily preparations, you automatically fix anything that's destroyed or broken. You can change it to a different type, so you can change armor, construct, or weapon. Or change all of your modifications. This is once per day. You can completely change your kit once a day.
2: Okay, that's, that's pretty cool.
1: Now, the only thing you can't change out is like your feats and stuff. But if you take feats that kind of apply very generically, you can actually make a really kind of build that benefits from everything. And yeah, it's it's kind of cool. So now, mind you, that's the capstone ability. So you, you can only do that at 19th level. But other than, I mean, before then, it's a, a downtime. So like, yeah, you can take a downtime, take a week and redo your kit. So the fact that like I'm not happy with this, I'm just gonna redo it is pretty cool. Like legit, that's
2: classic inventor situation. Yeah. Just I didn't like this thing, so I changed it.
1: Yeah. I just did it.
2: <laughs> How much have you slept in the past week? Uh
1: what's sleep? What is that?
2: What? Uh, sorry,
3: that wasn't necessary, so... Would, would you say that maybe you go back to the old drawing
2: board?
1: Yes, I would say that.
2: Okay. Hmm. Oh, David, why Why did you say that like it was a pun?
0: There had to be a pun in there, but I missed it. I thought it was
3: some kind of, like, a play on words. It wasn't It wasn't quite a pun, though.
1: It was a play on I got you.
2: Don't think it was anything, to be honest.
1: All right, anyway. So that is all the stuff you get at, like, as you level. We have not even touched on feats yet. And the feats... By the way, they had a lot of fun writing these feats. The names for these are insane. Uh, so there's a couple that I really want to um to point out. The first one is, and I'm not kidding, quote, No, no, I created you! (laughs) That is the name of a feat. And essentially, it's when you have a companion you are essentially able to say, like, you're able to counteract somebody who is trying to confuse or control your minion. Somebody tries... Uh, to cast confusion, you're like, no, I created you. You listen to me. Uh, additionally, you can take uh, at first level the prototype companion feat. Prototype companion feat gives you a construct companion. It's not your innovation. Uh, and this is one of the things that my player did. His innovation is the power armor, but he has a companion. Oh. So, uh, it gets, um, it, he, it doesn't get the modifications like an innovation mm-hmm. would, but it's still a prototype construct.
3: It, it, it's, the, it's the dog that was with uh, Inspector Gadget. I can't think of what the name was.
1: Oh, I was thinking of like the dog in Doctor Who K9. But yeah, mm-hmm.
3: same. Also, I'll say I totally read that. I, I, I did not read that feat correctly. Which feat? I did not the the one that you just talked about. I I didn't... oh the
1: prototype companion.
3: Yeah, I I just lumped that in with uh, some of the other feats that like upgraded your companion.
1: No, oh, no, this gives you a, a gives you one, which is kind of cool. Like, I don't think you would take this if you would take the construct companion. Like, you could you could technically have two constructs, one minor and one major, but I don't know why you would do that. For me, or for my player, I think it's he wanted a uh, a companion that could like flank with him and stuff while he's in melee, um, but didn't necessarily want to focus everything on his construct. So that's kind of cool. Uh, some other uh, feats uh, we have: haphazard repair, which I thought was uh, kind of funny. Uh, because you're trying to quickly repair, but it's an unstable action. So you repair your innovation almost immediately, but then it, 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 it you could fail and take damage equal to your level again.
2: Oops!
0: <laughs> hey, you're right. This class is just trying to kill you. Yeah. It just never seems to stop.
1: Nope. Nope. <laughs> oh. it, you are definitely correct there. Uh, And then at fourth level, there was another feat that I wanted to talk about, which was the dual-form weapon, and this is the most anime shit I have seen in this class. Uh, So essentially, your weapon can be two different weapons at once. And it just reminds me of um, Ruby, how their, their weapons can be a melee weapon, but also a gun
0: also probably bloodborne I think mm-hmm. there's some weapons in there that can be both like swords or giant axes
1: yep absolutely like
0: monster hunter <laughs> there's so many anime kind of games mm-hmm. and just animes that do that yeah that is really cool
1: yep so thought that was awesome uh and then at level 16 there is a feat called you failed to account for this <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) where you just get to pull a a gadget out. You describe a device you're attempting to use to protect yourself. So you get just a random invention that you are going to use to defend yourself. Uh, and it is a reaction. They had a lot of fun naming these feats.
0: You really did.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So what were some of the feats that you guys found that you liked?
3: I liked the, the pair of feats, uh, megavolt and gigavolt essentially it's you you use your innovation to cast like a, a lightning bolt it says you bleed off some electrical power in the shape of a damaging bolt and so you know there there's one feed that lets that just lets you do it uh and then another one that uh it lets you bounce it off of obstacles creating a field of electric death
1: a field of electric death, you say?
3: Yeah. That's a, that's a great... Love that. Even if a creature is in the area from multiple bounces, though, it only takes the damage once. Fair. Whoops. Yeah.
1: Still, that's pretty awesome. I love that.
3: There was also the level 18 feet engine of destruction.
1: Man, that would make an awesome uh, death metal song.
3: This one is uh, specific to the Construct. Your Construct unleashes a broad swath of devastation. It strides once, and then it makes a strike against each foe within 30 feet of it.
1: With a plus two bonus.
3: With a plus two bonus. And the multi-attack penalty doesn't increase until after all the attacks are done.
1: It is a three-action ability, though.
3: Yeah, yeah this, this this is your entire turn, I think. Uh, but yeah, it, it, you could literally just launch this thing towards a group of enemies, and you know get like eight strikes in or something if there's that many that mm-hmm. many of them out there.
1: You kill all the goblins.
3: Yep, just straight up do it. it. It's like casting fireball, except it's with your uh, your construct.
1: That's that's
3: awesome. There was also uh, se- searing restoration and that is uh like taking the heat that your uh innovation vents and then using it to cauterize a wound. Okay, that's neat. Uh but it's also an unstable action. Oh no. So you you could both heal and then reharm yourself from using this.
1: Yay. Yeah, that tracks.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, isn't that also the case with just the regular treat wounds from medicine? Yeah. You critically fail, you do de- you do harm to the person yep. you're trying to heal instead. Mm-hmm. So that's fair.
1: I mean, is it? Yeah.
2: yeah. What if one of the unintended consequences of that unstable action is you accidentally give them, like, a cool tattoo? mm like a that's cool brand, incredible. you know?
3: <laughs> I accidentally gave you a rocking scar.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I accidentally gave you a great story to tell at the next bar. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, Enjoy. so sorry. <laughs> Guess you'll just be irresistible to your gender or genders of choice now. Wow, I'm so... <laughs> that's so sad for you.
1: Do I detect just a faint amount of sarcasm?
2: Yeah, j- faint is probably the right term, yeah.
1: I thought so. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, the last feat that I wanted to talk about was if you wanted to take the uh, the inventor as a multi-class option. So if you took the dedication feat. And I'm going to go out on the limb here and say this is one of the best... Uh, dedication feats. Uh, for you to take, because you become trained in crafting. Uh, you get a in the inventor skill feat, which again gives you a level seven feat for free for with an extra downtime. You get to choose an innovation. Uh, you don't get any modifications yet, but you still get that innovation, and then that opens up more. Um, like skills for you to take later so like later you can take explosion um and like that's not bad to get a skill feat uh crafting you get a skill you get a skill feat uh and you get an innovation so you could always have a companion like that's pretty good uh in terms of a multi-class i would say that's one of the better ones especially you know as if you wanna take something you know to kind of spice up your character a little bit i I give it uh much spicy much much spicy that is my um evaluation um very good uh dedication feat I dig it uh so that leads us into ancestry options Goblins. and i <laughs> absolutely, yes. Like, absolutely, <laughs> goblins would be fantastic. Do they get an intelligence bonus? No. No. But.
2: <laughs> that's why you get it with the class.
1: Right. Well, I mean, fair. But you're probably going to want, I will say, that's one of the suffer things that you suffer in an inventor, is you kind of got to focus on so many stats. Mm-hmm. But the the goblins thematically are great. Right, and you're already gonna get dexterity and charisma. Your penalty is not in intelligence; it's in wisdom. Um, thematically, you cannot be a goblin when we talk about in- inventions. In my opinion, like they're freaking great. Um, absolutely, goblin was on my list. Uh, also, humans. Humans are gonna be great inventors.
3: Yeah, humans can be good at almost anything
1: Absolutely But also I think you're really going to benefit From getting like the extra um, Skills and stuff uh, yeah. And like Yeah, there's just a lot of things That a human is going to be great at
3: And I, I think that Extra level one skill feat If you take the, mm-hmm. the Ancestry feat from human It really benefits you here
1: I absolutely agree
3: uh, I, I will say that um, Hobgoblin does get a, a bonus to uh, intelligence. That would also that be is a good true. choice.
1: So a Hobgoblin would be... Yeah, absolutely. Great choice. I'm going to direct your attention to page 30. Because I was not going to say halflings. But on page 30 of the Guns and Gears book... There is a example character uh, that is a weapon inventor, and there is a picture of a halfling woman with a recurve crossbow, a recurve automatic bow, and she is amazing.
2: Yeah, I love her.
1: Uh, I love her a lot. Uh, Everything about her vibe is my vibe now, and she has an arrow as an earring. I don't know. I think her name is Cynthia, and I want...
2: I would like to be friends.
1: Very much. Very much so. Uh, please go look up that picture. It is amazing. She is amazing. And also, please name her Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but just... I can't. Um, and that was it. Like normally, we would go into Pathfinder One versus Pathfinder Two, but there isn't anything. And and we talked about how yeah, we could talk about uh, the D and D, um, Artificer, but it's really not the same. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say that the inventor is very innovative. Please hurt me. I mean, it's a
0: pun, and you made a pun. I'm so proud of you. You did it, Beth. You're getting over your pun phobia.
1: No, I absolutely hate it. I knew I was. I've been planning that this entire time. By the way, that didn't just. I'm so get, proud of in. you. Yeah.
2: No, it, I love don't. that you had to plan it.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't come up with these things on the spot. That's what I have you guys for. <laughs> If it was just me talking to a, into a microphone, this would be terribly dull, because I do not do jokes, puns, none of that.
0: I'm but yeah, sorry, I, but my first horrible pun, I wrote into a script. I planned that ahead of time. That horrible, horrible pun at the beginning of the podcast. Hate it.
1: Absolutely hate it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the innovator inventor... Why do I keep wanting to say innovator? <laughs> what the hell? All right, anyway... <laughs> The Inventor is really fun. Uh, it's not the type of thing that I typically gravitate towards uh, for a class. But if you're doing, like, honestly, you're doing any campaign, I really think that you can fit this in. You know, I'm, I've am i got one in one of my groups right now, and I don't feel like he's out of place or anything. Um, so I would say... Even with the complexity, there's a lot of class features here that just make it work really well. And I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 bets.
0: Wow. Great.
1: Mm, I don't like it that much.
0: I'm giving it 8 bets.
1: Mm, I don't know if you can give out bets. I I
0: don't don't care. You asked us. I'm giving 8 bets. All right.
1: Yeah, fair. It is very creative and tongue-in-cheek, and I I will say, like, the art's fantastic, the writing is really great, it flows really well, and I like seeing a bit more class features that are given to you. Yeah, we kind of made fun of it, it because it is a lot up front, but they keep getting better, and I wish they had done this with The Witch. I'm just I, I, like I'm just gonna flat out say it. Like the witch didn't have enough class features, uh, in my opinion. There was a lot of things you had to just take feeds for. This is well done. Now, I wish that you, it wasn't a DC 17. And if you crit fail, you take damage equal to your level. That sucks. But I mean, easily house ruled if you find that it becomes overwhelming. Yeah, that's my opinion. Anything else you guys want to add?
2: Nope. I'm happy for you to have all the opinions.
0: Oh, thanks. I want want a leshy inventor. (laughs) It would be a terrible ancestry option, but I want to see how they would work like flowers and plants into their inventions.
1: I was about to say, you could have a mech suit made out of trees and stuff
0: it would be beautiful be the dumbest inventor ever cuz they do not get any am do they actually get negative intelligence
3: yeah they, they have i uh, know
0: sunny does i yes. wasn't sure if most of them <laughs>
3: yeah that's the fault or flaw or whatever is intelligence yeah
0: yeah they'd be the, the just the worst inventor but god i'd love it
1: i mean it could be a lot of fun i'm not
0: exactly mm-hmm. It'd be horrible, as in, you're gonna end up getting a lot of failed roles,
1: but worth it. Fair. <laughs> awesome. I am glad that you guys enjoyed it. Chad, why don't you take us out?
0: Well, folks, there you have it. Those are our thoughts on the inventor. Do you love it, or do you think Paizo built a better player trap? It's not, it looks super fun. I can't wait to make my Leshy Paladin take a dip into Inventor. It's going to be so (laughs) great. They're not going to expect it. I'd say that that I'm going to go build an Iron Man character, but let's be honest, I'm already playing one. So uh, let us know your thoughts about the Inventor and all things Pathfinder. And until next time, remember, dice don't die.
1: But player characters do.
0: Thanks for listening to Dice Don't Die. Hey, if you like what we do, please visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dice Don't Die, or email us at DiceDon'tDiePod at gmail.com. The intro and outro song Knight, were created by Kevin McLeod. More of his work and the work of many others can be found royalty free at filmmusic.io. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next adventure.